Welcome to Dhamma on the Sidewalk, insights, interviews, and practical tips on the teachings of the Buddha for people of all walks of life, attuning, exploring, integrating the teachings in everyday life. Simple Dhamma for daily life. I'm Asoka, hosting Dhamma Capsule for people like you. Hello, hello. The following insights were recorded live from Sheshan Monastery in Kathmandu. And there's a bit of a background um, to this um, recording in the sense that coming from Bodh Gaya, in, uh, where I conducted uh, pilgrimage and stayed about six between six to eight weeks and attended a number of festivals and chanting and did the practice and immersed fully into Buddhist life and met a number of monastics including uh, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and I tried uh, several times to to uh, meet uh, Lama Machirika at the Sheshan Monastery in Bodhgaya and it never happened. So the, the reason why I wanted to meet him is because I heard first of all that he's very welcoming and easygoing and because he's, he's an important figure uh, and for those of us who, who have grown up in Western Europe we know him because his father was a, a popular and renowned philosopher, because his mother was a painter, and because we know his background and his books, and also because I've done a research on neuroscience, and um, I really like his work on compassion and empathy. And um, I also appreciate his um, is uh, the way he presents the need for altruism and uh, and all he's done, basically all he has done uh, as a monk and as a human being. So arriving in Kathmandu, and I had heard that he was here for a week, and that probably after that he would go maybe to the mountains or maybe even to Bhutan. So I didn't know. So I wanted to catch him and to get a chance to meet him before he does that. So. I used to. I've done. I've gone quite a few times to Sheshen Monastery, and first of all, I like that monastery a lot. And uh, I've seen it changing since 2015. It was damaged by the earthquake that struck Nepal in April 2015. It was not severely damaged, but it uh, it met with quite a few uh, damaged. Yeah the walls and the main the main building and the entrance and then also they were uh, hosting they had tents and they were hosting um, vulnerable people who had been displaced by by the earthquake from their region so it was really a bit of a looked a bit like a like a camp and then i've seen it changing every time i was coming to nepal 2016 17 18 19 until covid and now it's totally refurbished and it looks beautiful and it looked really fresh and there's a nice cafe as well which was there before but all of that has been refurbished 
So first of all, I really like Death Monastery. It's a really three to five minutes walk to Bodhanath uh, Stupa, the center of the Tibetan Nepali uh, village. And secondly, uh, I went often because I didn't know how to meet him. How can I just go? I'm nobody. So how can I just go and see if I can meet Lama Mathieu? So I went the first time and I looked around. I went to the office and asked, oh, we don't know. We'll call him. We don't know if uh, he's there, but we don't know. He doesn't answer the phone. So I said, okay, no problem. I'll walk around and I'll come back the next day. Came back the next day and saw a few monks and asked about him and uh, so they said oh yeah he's around but you need to call his assistant and then you know every time I was going three four times I would get like more information until one day I was like seated in the in the main uh, main area of the in front of the monastery and um, the office lama told me He's right there coming down the stairs. That's that's your chance. And so we were. We met and we had a chat. And uh, so these impressions were recorded on the spot. And they expressed really what I what I was what I was experiencing. Just a hot hot from the press. What struck me is um, the recurrent humbleness, the simplicity and the recurrent humbleness. And for instance, Karuna Sheshen is a clinic that used to be attached to the monastery and it, they were offering uh, free, free treatment, free health treatment to mainly Tibetan Nepali, um, the Tibetan Nepali population from, um, from around the area and for whoever needs it. And um, and then, you know, he's, he, I, it is quite known that Mathieu Ricard has put a lot of effort and a lot of dedication into the growth of Sheshen Monastery. And I told him that, I said, you know, all of this is thanks to you. And he said, oh, no, 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 I'm just a sweeping fellow here. I've done nothing. I'm just here, like, just like anyone. And that was that. And uh, this, the, 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 there was a sort of um, welcoming energy, a sort of radiance around him and simplicity and also urgency. I experienced urgency. There was something around him. Walk a little faster, he said, you know. So these impressions are hot off the press. And uh, now he's gone to the mountains and he's meditating and his mother has passed away. So his mother was 100 years old. So she passed away and so he doesn't have anything to do in France. So he's back to live in Nepal and um, he's gone to the mountain to meditate. There's a lot I have to do. As a monk, there's a lot I have to do to help others. So I hope you appreciate this uh, fresh insights and fresh experience hot off the press. And uh, thank you for being with me. Hello and welcome to Dhamma on the Sidewalk. I am seated in the garden and recording live from Sheshan Monastery 
in Kathmandu that is nearby Bodhanath Stupa. Cheshire Monastery was partially damaged during the 2015 earthquake that shook Nepal. And I saw it and it was really sad. And uh, it was not severely damaged, but it, 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 did, encounter, it did have damaged uh, walls and paintings and things. So, and then I kept coming back and then I lived, lived there. So I've seen it changing and now it's entirely rebuilt and it is their resident home of Lama Machurikar, who is a prominent uh, Lama from the Nyingma tradition who used to be the one of the French translators of the, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and and um, I've just met him and had a short conversation with him which I didn't put live didn't record but because because it felt good to just do it this way and we were walking and I joined him in his uh, circumambulation around the monastery and around the stupa and we chatted and I asked him how there was someone who who wants to enter the stream of Dhamma teachings, where to start, how to find a teacher in those years, in their generations, those who are of his age, they were looking, they were they were going towards them. They 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 traveled, they were going to India, they came to Nepal, they came to Tibet. But these days some of this now is not even necessary. It just can be at the fingertips, can be just next door. Like you may have listened to some of the conversations in the podcast of this young nun, Tenzin Kunzan, who lived uh, all her uh, young adult life next door to three monasteries in southern France. So these things didn't really exist to, to the extent to where they exist today in those years. So how do we, how do we find discernment? How, we do, how do, we do, do we choose? How do we, do we open the door of Dharma teachings? those who would like to, those who don't know how to navigate this world. And he said, we just find a good reference. Find, always look at the lineage you're getting in. What is the reference? And then flow with it. And it's a question that I had asked to Luampo Sumedo as well, the elder of the Thai forest tradition. And I had asked him exactly the same question. And he said, trust your intuition trust your awareness. There has to be some trust uh, building a relationship. These days it might be a little more challenging because there's lots happening and some of the teachings may have been also watered down but it always it's always good to look at the, at the lineage at least at the reference which teacher is the teacher referring to what text and experiences and uh, maybe even Try the practices, diversify the practices, go from, don't, don't stick to one maybe initially. It's, you know, as he said, in those days you walked into Kathmandu, you walked into the mountains, you go to Bhutan, you, you meet three masters on the road already. These days these things don't happen. Or they, they do happen, there are lots of masters, but then maybe they, they, they don't have those qualities of those masters from the past. Dilgokian Siddharipoche and others. So Lama Zopa now, for instance, has passed away earlier uh, in um, 
just just less than a year ago in Kathmandu. The number of masters available, it's up to us to find the one that resonates the most. And that requires yeah, a bit of discipline and discernment and practice and reading and not just, just believe what's on the internet blindly, that the Buddha also encouraged uh, critical thinking. And one great aspect of uh, the Tibetan tradition is exactly the fact that debate is one of the uh, training of the mind and training of the pra practice training. And debating on philosophy and debating on emptiness and debating on the elements and debating, debating. And that is, is a sharpening, it's a way of sharpening the mind and a way of sharpening um, awareness. So he said, you know, it's basically not rocket science. You need to look, start by looking around. He mentioned a few monasteries available and centers, study centers in France, because that's his reference. And go with the flow and, and, and learn, but really look at the references that are being made by the teachers. And role modeling, checking and listening and, and go with the flow and something will be. The Dhamma in the West is, is blossoming and it's growing very fast. There should be something available there. How to start? How to start a practice? Start. Start somewhere. How would you start cooking a cake? You have to start somewhere. Some people start by assembling the, the tools, some others by assembling the ingredients, some others by memorizing or triple checking um, a recipe. So every, any, any, every one of us has, has its own way. It was a very short moment with Lama Mathieu. It was radiant. We walked in the circumambulation, walked very fast, at very fast pace, and we chatted about these things and encouraged everyone to, you know, to, to, find, to, find his, to find his or her own way to a practice and, and be with it. So I asked him, just let the karma play. If someone has auspicious karma to meet Master Seed will happen. He said, yeah, yeah, karma is there, but you can't just rely on karma like that. You need to, you know, you need to kick, kick your karma as well. You just can't sit down and wait for your karma to pass in front of you and say, hi, I'm here. Come on the train with me. And no, you have to go and look for your karma, and you, you, which is also considered that you can change it. You can turn some of the unwholesome aspect into wholesome and that is the spiral that is not a circle that's a spiral that can also help you uh, cleanse and um, uh, lighten the mental formation so basically that is it what i've noticed is that he there is such a, a very strong bond he's he is a very uh, humble person because for me it was a lot of, there was a lot of respect in meeting him and um, you know uh, respecting him and praising him and he said ah you know I'm just a cleaner here I'm nobody and that's a great sign <laughs> humility is usually a great sign for a teacher and someone who doesn't necessarily want to have all the recognition everything else if blend with the wholeness so you're just one element of the mandala. 
And this is another important aspect that I've heard as well. While in Borgaya, for instance, one very, very mundane example of being part of this mandala is the fact that, for instance, to enter the Mahabodhi uh, society, the ground, to go to the Mahabodhi tree, there are two main uh, security gates with very tight security, uh, different lines for men and for uh, women, and an X-ray machine, like in the airport. It could be, including also during the on the grounds of the Mahabodhi uh, society as well. There are different levels, there's stupas, and lots of people, lots of thousands of people sometimes be beside monastics doing their practices and festivals going on. There are lots of pilgrims and a large variety of cultural backgrounds with different ways to behave in a crowd. And everyone is there. There seems to be a sort of, of an urgency to practice. And sometimes it can be a bit... Uh, overwhelming to you know people push to be in the line people pass in the front you bumping and pushing and whatever and just consider oneself being part of this enormous mandala in a mandala all the grains of sand are constantly in movement when you create the mandala it's dynamic and we just are part one of the token of that one of the little grains of that of that mandala we are not the mandala we are part of the mandala and therefore we just go with the dynamics that's a very important um, aspect to understand how to operate also in, in in the mundane reality and shifting the perception from the self to being part of a wholeness so this meeting and this brief conversation with Mathieu Ricard, I, I had put it on my list, so it was auspicious, but I did come two, three, four times to actually try to meet him. And um, it's uh, interesting of uh, having had his, um, his blessings and his encouragement for me to convey to you that just find, find your start by something, don't wait for something to happen, just start, just read a book and always look for the references that are being made and let the karma flow then and tickle it a little bit. So I'll close this, these insights on my visit at the Karuna Sheshan Monastery and the quick impromptu meeting with Marjorie, Lama Matthieu Ricard. We're saying that humility is a great quality of a teacher. Someone who doesn't put themselves out there, but always tries to remind us that we are part of a wholeness. That once we understand the core seed of the suffering, which is the self and the fact that we remain to be attached to this perception of self, then when we understand that, then we start unfolding and cleansing the seeds of suffering. May you be well, may you be healthy, may you be safe on the path that you lead. May you may remain contented and easily satisfied. <laughs>